Welcome to episode 61 of the Running on Ohm podcast with Laura Hugo, runner for the YZL team, mother, and educational consultant. Laura's interview this is the sixth of Running on Ohm's Boulder series. I had the pleasure of interviewing Laura while in Colorado. As I have recently joined the YZL team as a Volley member, I had a ton of fun connecting with different YZL women while in Colorado. Laura's interview is just one of these conversations with these inspiring YZL runners. Episode 59 features Shanna Burnett, another YZL team member, and stay tuned for more YZL team runners in the upcoming weeks. If you're tuning into the podcast right now, please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider leaving a review on iTunes. I'm always open to feedback or questions, and I encourage you to leave your comments on our Facebook page. In this episode, Laura openly discusses how she navigates being a mother, runner for the YZL team, and work as an educational consultant. Let's jump into the show with Laura. Laura gives her background in athletics as a competitive collegiate swimmer. How she was inspired to start running from her college roommate, former American record holder in the steeplechase named Anne Gaffigan. What it means to Laura to run for the YZL team how motherhood and pregnancy has changed her relationship to running, Laura's favorite distance, the 5K, the logistics of training with a stroller, scheduling running workouts in as a working mother, why she looks up to Lauren Fleshman, another YZL team athlete, upcoming races and goals, all this and more on this episode of the Running on Ohm podcast. Oh. Welcome, Laura, to the Running on Ohm podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So Laura is one of the Wiesel team runners in Colorado, and the other girls I've met are also filled with so much love and welcoming energy towards me. So thank you so much for being able to talk with me about your running journey and Wiesel. I'm really excited. Of course. Yeah, I'm excited to be joining you. <laughs> so let's Let's talk about running. When did you first lace up your shoes? When did running enter your life? Yeah, well, I was born in Eugene, Oregon, so running is a huge part of life there. Um, I grew up going to track meets at Hayward Field and just watching all the runners, but I was a terrible, terrible runner. I did a triathlon when I was 13. I think the run was 800 meters, and I'm pretty sure I had to walk part of it. (laughs) Um, So I didn't actually run for the first time until my senior year of high school. Um, I ran track because I was a swimmer and I had been injured. So my coach walked me to the track and was like, she needs to run the longest distance to keep her in shape. So I ran the 3,000 meters and 1,500. And I I fell in love with it. But once my shoulders healed, I returned to swimming and, and kept doing that for years. So I guess I was 17 the first race, but I didn't start seriously running until 2008. And what was that journey like? Were you swimming competitively in college or were you still swimming recreationally? Yeah. No, I was. I swam for the University of Nebraska and I finished up there in 2003. So my last swim meet was like February of 2003. And then I kind of got into triathlons a little bit, um, which is where I decided that I, I really liked the running part of it. Um, but once I started teaching in 2005, I just had a hard time balancing everything. So I took about three years of just doing nothing and letting my body just kind of heal from years and years of competition. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so then in 2008, I was just ready to get back into something, and and running was just kind of like my calling. (laughs) And what was your first race in 2008? Like, what distances were you first attracted to? 
Um, I like the 5K. That's my favorite. It remains my favorite to this day. <laughs> um, and I just, uh, my, my roommate in college, Ann Gaffigan, she's a steeplechaser and she's tremendously successful and, and, and great with uh, the whole running community. And she set the American record in the steeplechase in 2004 at Olympic trials. And I was there watching her and I was like, one of the most proud moments that I had felt for someone else, you know, it was great. <laughs> and then in 2008, I went to watch her compete again. And she was kind of on, on her way out of the sport by then, but she still did super well. And I was just like, you know what? I, I like this environment. I like the energy. I want to be a part of it. So I registered for a 5K and ran a really, really slow time. <laughs> and I was living in Los Angeles at the time. And then I joined a track club and got a coach and got serious after that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And so since 2008, when did Wiesel come into your life? And when did you join the team? I joined right before Olympic trials in 2012. Um, the year prior, I had applied to a few different teams because I wanted to get some type of either assistance with um, race entry fees or something. And then I found Wazelle and realized that they were such a great group of women. So I applied just on a whim and I got accepted like two weeks before Olympic trials. And I actually was going to Olympic trials, you know, go, it was in Eugene. So I went back home and I met all the girls and um, we had a great time. So yeah, this will be my third year representing them. That's awesome. And yeah. that Olympic trials, what was your favorite race you watched? Oh gosh, I think the women's 5,000 was, was my favorite. Um, I was rooting for Lauren Fleshman in the prelims, and of course she had been injured leading into that race, and she was still with Nike, she wasn't with Moselle yet, um, but she raced such a tough race, and it was just so fun to watch, and then that, I think it was Kim Conley that ended up winning that race, and it was just uh, like a nail-biter the whole time, which is what you want in a distance race, you know, a good race at the end, even though it's long. That's awesome. That's really yes. exciting. So if you were to encapsulate in one sentence what it means to you to run for Wazelle, what would that be? Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> in one sentence, let's see. I think I would just say that it's a, a great group of connected women who can support you in whatever your goal is. Um, you know, I've found a lot of a lot of friends through the team and I get support through all my races from people who I've never even met in person, but I feel like I know them just because we are connected. And so it's, it's a lot of the connectedness. And then of course, like the awesome clothes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And right now, what does your training look like? I know you're a mother of a one-year-old, yes. correct? Yes. Yeah, he just turned 16 months last week. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank so you. Talk to me a little bit about the journey of pregnancy and balancing running and what was that role and what it's been like to come back into running after having a baby. Yeah, it's been quite the journey. So I found out that I was pregnant during the Olympic trials in 2012, and I was kind of afraid to tell um, Kristen Metcalf, who's the the team manager of Lizelle. I was like, oh, man, I just made it on this team, and here I am pregnant. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to run. And she's a mother herself, and so is Sally. And they were really supportive and encouraging. And I was able to run from weeks eight through um, 26 of pregnancy, I was really sick from like the first month or two, like really, really sick, unable to run at all. But once I got my energy back, I started training just little runs, like five miles. I think the longest I ever did when I was pregnant was, was eight miles, and that was somewhere around like week 14. 
Um, I ran a race at week 26 in Boulder, and everyone was really supportive, which was fun because I'm a sh- I'm little. I'm only like 5'4", but I had the biggest belly ever. <laughs> my husband is 6'4", and my dad is 6'5", and our son is very, very tall. So I looked very pregnant, even though I was not even in the third trimester. Um, and so I just maintained like a healthy, active lifestyle throughout pregnancy and did some yoga, which I'm you know, I wish I was better at, <laughs> but it was really nice during pregnancy, especially. Um, and then Landon was born on March 8th, and I took exactly six weeks off to the day. That's what my doctor recommended. Um, and just started getting back into it like one mile at a time. And um, by October, I was I ran my first marathon at Chicago. <laughs> so Landon was seven months old at the time, and that was my like my plan to get back into shape. And I knew that um, that would be a big distance for me since I'm a 5K runner, but I just wanted something that would be a long-term goal. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to lose baby weight quickly, which it was not a problem with breastfeeding and everything. Um, but it was challenging. I mean, I did a lot of my runs with Landon and our Bob stroller. And aside from the Sunday long runs, I think he did pretty much every run with me so he was a trooper he was such a trooper had he been older I'm not sure it would have worked as well because once you learn to crawl at seven months you don't want to be in the stroller anymore at all (laughs) um but he was great you know he would hang in there for like 11 mile tempo runs and occasionally we'd stop and he'd nurse like on the side of a trail (laughs) which got some looks but I just wanted to make it work and um yeah, in, in October at the Chicago Marathon, I, I ran 3.26, and so my goal was to qualify for Boston, which is 3.35. So I was really happy, and it was, it was just a really nice feeling to cross the line and and know that I could still run while being a mom, because a lot of people told me, oh, once you have kids, you know, you're not going to have the time for this, or um, enjoy being skinny before you're pregnant because once you have the baby, blah, 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 you know, and I just wanted to prove that I could do whatever I wanted to do regardless of what was going on in my personal life. So, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really nice and it was really nice to cross the line and have my husband sort of there. The security made you walk a long way before you could actually see anyone after the line. Um, but you know, my husband's family was there and Landon was full of smiles and it was nice. So <laughs> that sounds like a really incredible moment. It was. And having Lazelle support me through all of that was wonderful. We had a lot of girls running there and we had a team dinner afterwards. And um, it was just really, really, it was a nice time. And since then, um, I've, I've kind of scaled back and focused more on the shorter stuff. Um, I have a 5K coming up in August, but I've had this nagging hip injury off and on. Um, I have had two femoral neck stress fractures uh, before moving to Colorado, so over four years ago now. But when I started putting on more miles for the marathon, I I started to feel like little twinges coming back. So I'm trying to be really careful with that, not really doing many long runs, um, but just trying to race because I love to race. I'm really competitive. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Going back a little bit, I'd love to hear from you what it was like pushing a stroller. I'm always amazed at seeing these mother runners out there crushing it, passing me with a stroller, and I have no stroller. So I'm just so curious, what is that physical experience like, and how do you think it made you stronger for when you weren't running with the stroller during the actual marathon? What was that like? Yeah, so learning to push the stroller, first of all, 
it changed my stride. I run in Newton shoes, and so you can see the wear um, wear pattern on the lugs underneath them. So I would, they're actually from Boulder. You know, the, um, it's a local company. So I would go up there and be like, look at my shoes. What am I doing wrong? And like, you are all over the place because trying to, you know, stop and go with the strollers, it's hard. So it definitely changed my stride, which I think may have even been for the better because I didn't get injured at all during my training, which has never happened before. And I was putting on up to 60 miles a week, which is a lot for me. I know for most marathoners, that's a small amount, but, um, the, first of all, having a good stroller was really important. So I got, I have, we have the Bob revolution and it has the front spinning wheel. So you can just like turn it on a dime. You're supposed to lock the wheel, but I don't always do that. Um, and yeah, I think going up and down the hills in Denver, we don't have a lot of hills near where I live, but we have a lot of underpasses. So on a lot of the trails, it would be like a short downhill and then a short uphill, but the grade is, is you know, fairly steep. And so every time I would come to one of these, I would just really push and I missed it very much. Any time that there was a hill, I mean, a pretty flat course, but um, no problem. And I'd be pushing people left and right. And the flat would like, you know, sustained, but I think you're really strong. Where my body has never been so strong, even living and swimming, I am strong as I am now, probably because my son has been 22 pounds since he was nine months old. So he's like, um, hefty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he still weighs 22 pounds at 16 months, so he just put on his weight quickly. And then once he learns to crawl and walk, he's, he's really thinned out. But I've been doing my fair share of weightlifting by carrying the baby and pushing the stroller. So I really think it's made me stronger um, and more powerful as a runner. That's really incredible. That's really <laughs> exciting for future mothers to hear that you yeah. can balance it and that it will give you more strength. Yeah, definitely. And now my husband and I are starting to talk about a second baby. And now I see the women pushing the double bob. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know about that. But I'm sure once you adapt to it, it's, you know, it'll be fine. Anything's possible. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Now, for your 5K training, are you doing specific workouts? Or how do you fit that in with the kid to go out (laughs) with the stroller and doing intervals? How does that work? Yeah, that's that's been challenging for me. So um, Sunday, I used to do my long runs and my husband would stay home with Landon when I'd be out running. And now I've kind of um, changed my schedule so that Sunday is my track day. So I go down to the track by myself because I I can't do repeats with him on the track at this point in time. He wants to run with me and, you know, he's really cute. He'll do like the, and Mark, get set, go. And like, do a headstand and then take off running. It's really cute. Um, but I, I normally leave him home for the track workouts and I'll try to do about 5k worth of, um, speed work. Um, I really like 400 repeats. Don't ask me why, but I really like doing them and just, um, it's nice to feel something fast after doing so much like long steady work for a long time. And then every other run I'll take Landon with me. So when I have a tempo run or something like that, he'll come with me and, you know, it's, you just kind of make it work. It just seems normal to me now. I don't even remember the days of being able to go out and just, you know, do as you please. The hardest thing for me right now is the weather. Um, because if it's too hot, obviously I'm not going to have him out in that. Or when it snowed in the winter, it was really hard. Pushing a stroller through snow is pretty tough. 
Um, and I don't have access to a treadmill, so I had to find a way to make it work. So, yeah, the kid's a trooper, I tell you what. <laughs> the mom's a trooper, too. <laughs> No, that's my sanity is running. If I don't, if I don't run, uh, no one's happy in this house. <laughs> what do you see as the biggest parallel for you between swimming and running? Is there something about a mental part of it that you feel is similar? Absolutely. So swimming is probably the most solitary sport that you can do because you just, you can't talk to anyone while you're doing it. your faces in the water. So it's a lot of staring at a black line at the bottom of a pool. And while you have your teammates to exchange words with in between intervals or before and after practice, you really have to be in your own head a lot and push yourself because half the time you can't even hear what your coach is saying to you from the pool deck. So it's really about being self-motivated and finding that internal drive. And I find that with running, it's the same for me because I don't have the opportunity to run with very many people on a regular basis because my schedule is just a little different. You know, a lot of my friends would like to run super early and I need to wait for Landon to wake up. I'm, I've been lucky enough to stay home with him last, last year, so we'll do our runs like at 10 o'clock in the morning when everyone else is at work. <laughs> so um, it's just been a lot of, um, you know, needing to stay tough for myself and keep myself motivated without having someone there to tell me what to do or a coach there at the track to push me. Um, so I think swimming has really helped me with that. Um, I did have a coach when I first started and I was in Los Angeles. I ran for track club Los Angeles and Eric Barron was my coach out there and he's, he was great You know, he really got me involved. And I think some of the things that he told me early on, I kind of carry with me through workouts here. Um, but yeah, it's been a long time since I've had anyone like analyze form or, or help me with anything like that. And I think that the swimming background really plays into that well. That mental durability and independence exactly. that yes. you cultivated for so many years. That's really cool. Right. Thanks. <laughs> now changing gears a little bit, you have a great blog where you really openly talk about the struggle between being a mother balancing training and working. So yes. talk to me a little bit about where you are with that right now and what that journey has been like. Yeah, so I I was a teacher for, like, I think, eight years. No, seven years. This will be my eighth. So um, seven years before Landon was born. And I always wanted to have the opportunity to stay home for at least the first year. The idea of putting him in a public daycare is it was just too daunting when he was so tiny and being a teacher my husband's also a teacher we can't really afford a nanny or anything so we made the sacrifice um, financially to have me stay home this last year which I would not trade for anything in the world it's been the best year of my life hands down um, and, and now Landon is 16 months and he's really social and he loves to play with other kids and the opportunity came back for me to return to work part-time as a teacher with the same network of schools that I've been working for for the past um, three years. So um, a month from now, I'll be going back, and I'm definitely nervous about it. You know, um, It's been an emotional decision for me. I would love to be able to stay home with him more, but that's just not... Um, not in the cards for us right now. So I'm, I'm happy about the job that I have lined up. I'm really excited to get back to teaching and I get to teach writing. And, um, you know, you mentioned my blog. I love to write. So it's nice that I get to teach what I love to do in the mornings and then go home and be with my son in the afternoons while he's still little, which I think is important. Um, how running is going to fit into all of that next year, I'm not quite sure yet. I will make it happen, obviously, but I haven't 
I haven't really wrapped my head around what that's going to look like because the two of us have to be out the door by 7.30 and getting a toddler like <laughs> fed and dressed and me looking professional, which I haven't had to do in a long time, <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. So most likely we'll run, you know, in the afternoons after he naps. But um, yeah, it'll be a, a new journey for us for sure. <laughs> I look forward to following that following that journey on your blog. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, we're we're in the process right now of um, nailing down childcare. He's enrolled at a preschool, but then the opportunity for a nanny share came up just this weekend. So we've been doing the whole like school tour, nanny interviewing, all of this, and it's it's crazy because I don't even feel grown up enough to be hiring another person do you know what I mean like totally to be an Annie and now I'm the one on the other side interviewing so it's it's a surreal experience for me for sure for sure (laughs) yeah in life running writing any area who do you consider one of your biggest mentors or inspiration it could be someone you've met or someone you have never met yeah well I think Lauren Fleshman um has has played a big role in my life I I've really looked up to her since we're the same age, and I think when she was running at Stanford was when I first heard of her, um, and I had the opportunity to meet her in 2008 because we did a Nike commercial together when she was still running for Nike, and I lived in Los Angeles and did some work um, with the Nike pack um, before Wazelle, and she's just been a really free spirit, and she's not afraid to put it out there, and you know, she's a very famous runner within the running community, and people will give her all kinds of you know, backlash for anything that she says, but she's not afraid to keep saying it. Um, and so I, I think that's important to me because sometimes there's things that I'll write and my husband will read it and be like, well, that was blunt. <laughs> you know? But I'm like, well, but that's how I feel. I don't sugarcoat things. I just kind of try to put it out there. And, and Lauren does the same. Plus, she's an amazing runner. She's a 5K runner. So I look up to her. I can't even imagine being half as fast as she is. <laughs> her time's blow my mind. And she also had a son... Um, her son Jude is three months younger than Landon, so you know we've been able to share like the baby pictures and and stuff like that. So she's just been someone that I've been able to follow for a long time and look up to for a while. And it's nice that we've been doing the same life, you know, stages at the same time. And when she signed on with Wazelle, I was beyond excited. So it's nice that now not only is she someone to look up to, but also a teammate. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a really unique thing about Wazelle is that there's this intersection between these elite, fast, incredible athletes and yes. more everyday athletes like yourself. But exactly. Not just everyday for you. Oh, <laughs> you also <laughs> you got a lot of superpowers on your hands being a oh. mama, a writer, and a worker. So oh, That's very generous of you. <laughs> so tell me, what are you looking forward to in this upcoming year? Yes, there's a new job, but what is this 5K you're running in August? Yeah, so I'm running the Evergreen Town 5K, which is on August 3rd. I haven't run it before, but it has um, a slightly downhill grade for the whole thing. So apparently, the time that you run at the Evergreen Town 5K would be representative of what you could run at sea level because, you know, we're a mile above sea level here. So all of my times have been substantially slower. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating to race in Colorado and not come anywhere near sea level times, even though I've been here and I'm definitely acclimated. It's just not the same. So I'm looking forward to having a fast 5K, hopefully good weather. It won't be too hot because it's early in the morning. Um, and just seeing kind of where I'm at. Um, I haven't had the chance to run a 5K at sea level 
in a while. I ran one in Eugene in 2012 during the Olympic trials, but I had just found out I was pregnant. So I called my doctor and she's like 75%. That's it. So I didn't, I hadn't told anyone I was pregnant at the time. My dad, I crossed the line. He's like, you're not even breathing hard. What was that all about? You know? (laughs) And so he's used to seeing me like cross the finish line and keel over. So I'm like, Oh, I don't know, dad. I just wasn't feeling it today. So (laughs) when I finally got to tell him I was pregnant, he's like, Oh, well that makes some sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that race. Um, I don't have much on my radar except for Boston potentially in, um, 2015. So I, I qualified, um, out of Chicago in 2013, but because it's an October race, you miss the qualifying standard. So it, it's, you know, for like a year and a half afterwards. Um, but my husband and I would also like to have another child. So there is a good chance that, you know, if everything works out, I, I may be um, pregnant during the Boston Marathon, which means that I will not be running. I read about people running marathons while pregnant, and as tempted as I am to try it, um, I just I feel like there's there's another day to to do that. So um, you know, we'll we'll just we'll just kind of see how it goes. <laughs> That's really exciting. That's yeah, really exciting. it's 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 fun. I've also had to scale back. Um, my training quite a bit in order to even think of being able to, to get pregnant again. So, um, you know, I have, I'm not in the shape that I would like to be in at this point in time with Boston, not that far off, but if it doesn't work out for Boston this year, I would love to be able to run another qualifying race and compete again another year. But, you know, I'm, I'm young. I have time. Awesome. And we'll <laughs> yeah. stay tuned and support you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, to close up our interview, I have a few fun either-or questions. Okay. <laughs> so we already know you have superpowers, more than just an everyday mother, <laughs> runner. But if you could either fly or be invisible, which one would you oh, choose? Man. That is tricky. That's I, Normally, I would say fly, but I'm going to have to go invisible this time because I, I would like to be invisible and get to go into my son's classroom and see how he's doing without me there. Oh, my. <laughs> be pretty awesome, too. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Uh, coffee. Decaf. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Mm, I'm going to go sunset. And the last one is chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Great. Chocolate. Yeah. Thank you so much, Laura, for sharing your story on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Um, thanks for listening to episode 61 of the Running on Ohm podcast with Laura Hugo, runner for the Wiesel team, mother, and educational consultant. In the upcoming week, the Running on Ohm podcast will continue to publish numerous episodes with amazing Boulder athletes and minds. Keep up with these inspirational stories, and in particular, look out for more Wiesel team athletes. If you'd like to connect with Laura and the Running on Ohm community, you can find us on runningonohm.com, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I also just want to give a big thank you to all those who have written reviews on the podcast on iTunes. These reviews allow more like-minded people to find the podcast, and please consider leaving a review on iTunes if you've been listening to the podcast and really enjoying it. Also, feel free to comment or ask any questions on the Running on Ohm Facebook page. This is your host, Julia Hanlon, and I hope you have a beautiful day.